Here we go. All right, the poison, the poison for Cusco, the poison chosen specially to kill Cusco, Cusco's poison. Ow. On a scale of one, Ow. on a scale, ah. on a scale, Ow. on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? Hello and welcome to Behind the Dreams Podcast. My name is Jordan Regand and I have my sister, Christian Allgaier. And we're here to talk about all things Disney, the movies, the TV shows, the theme parks, video games, what have you. We talk uh, everything Disney. So today, we're going to be starting off with our question. Uh, you know, Nickelodeon has been rebooting a lot of old TV shows. They're bringing back Rugrats. They brought back Hey Arnold for a movie. They're bringing back Rocco of Modern Life. Uh, what Disney... TV show would you like to see revived? They brought back DuckTales, um, but what uh, what other show would you want to see them bring back? Uh, I would say Tailspin. Tailspin, yep. Yeah. And you know, that I think they could, and even like cross it over into DuckTales right now with how, yeah. like I said, the DuckTales, I mean, the, uh, the villain from Tailspin has been in DuckTales now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they could kind of do that and cross them over. Kind of create their own new Disney Afternoon universe. Um, For me, I would love to see Gargoyles come back. It's no secret, I'm a big Gargoyles fan. So I uh, I was actually just looking for the Funko Pops of them because they just released new merch of that. Oh, you found it? Yeah, at Hot Topic, they had uh, just De- uh, Demona, the the girl gargoyle, and uh, it was a Hot Topic exclusive. But she was the, the exclusive part of it was that she was in her gargoyle stone, you know, like state. Uh, and then I went to Fye, and they had Hudson and Bronx, and again they were in their exclusive state, which was the stone state. I want the regular gargoyle yeah the thing is they said at hot topic they actually sold out uh, which wow. i thought was amazing because i was like do people in this area remember gargoyles yeah sometimes i feel like i'm the only one that does yeah i know what you mean like you know i, I never remember people talking about it or wearing gargoyles merch or anything right no i agree but i think it worked really well on like disney xd right now yeah, um, yeah. Like even if they just did the reruns for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Something. I mean, but I, until we were just talking, you know, right before we started recording, I kind of forgot about all those other ones like Aladdin and the Little Mermaid and all that was on, that was on too. Yeah, I really liked watching Hercules' show. Yeah, I remember. My biggest memory of that was watching it on the Disney cruise when I was seasick. Really? And they had Toon Disney, and I watched, I ordered pizza in room service, and I watched uh, Aladdin and Hercules, like, back-to-back on, on Toon Disney. I mean, honestly, if I could pick something that they brought back, it would be um, Toon Disney itself. Right, I know, as soon as we got Toon Disney, they made the switch to Disney XD. Yeah. It was a scam. (laughs) 
Here's the sca- I just wish they would show replays of that. And, I, you know, they moved a lot of their original shows over to Disney Channel now. Like Big Hero 6 and DuckTales, etc. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool if they just... Um, like, if they... Since they have schedule space, instead of playing the same episodes a million times over of Mech X4, why don't you, you know, play some reruns of some of those older shows? Because these these characters transcend, right? I mean, uh, maybe not Gargoyles as much, but characters like Aladdin and Hercules, kids are still watching them because of the movies. So if right, they found out right. they had a TV show of them, they'd be like, score. You know, sometimes they do play Little Mermaid, I've seen on there. And I remember when Disney XD first started, I think at, like, early in the morning, they had 101 Dalmatians on. That was another show. Oh, I forgot about that one. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, the Winnie the Pooh show, the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh, that was, that was good. I remember watching that. Yeah. And I guess technically they had an Alice in Wonderland show. Yeah, I don't, the live action one, I don't count that. Okay. Yeah, it was more like an educational one, I think. Yeah. That's like counting Mickey Mouse clubhouses. You know, I'd rather, you know, those are for, like, the preschoolers most of the time. Give us something that, like, what I like about DuckTales is that right now it is a show that both families, uh, parents who grew up with DuckTales can watch, while their kids can also find stuff funny in it as well. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I'm happy that they have gone away from doing only really like learning ones or something you know what i mean like i don't know i felt like yeah for a while there i felt like all cartoons had some kind of learning aspect to it and seemed a little overkill well yeah because they had uh uh they had a poo one right after mickey mouse clubhouse that was kind of learning oh yes um my friend Tigger. Oh, yeah, my friends, Tigger and Pooh. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I miss the shows like House of Mouse and, and stuff like that, too. My kids just watched House of Mouse, the Halloween one, because that's on um, Netflix. I know, I wish they had the actual like show available somewhere. I know, I don't understand why they wouldn't just put all of that on there. I don't know. You know, Gravity Falls just came out on Blu-ray, and apparently it took a lot of convincing from the... Uh, creator of the show to get them to you know make a dvd of it really yeah it's like they don't they never put dvds of their shows like full sets i wonder why i have no idea uh it drives me nuts though like there's still episodes of like gargoyles i think that haven't been released and uh, even the original ducktales i think still because i had i think we had some of the ducktales original problem is we have them all on the British, British version. Yeah. See, because you can find a lot more of that stuff over there. Yeah, they do release a lot more. Uh, yeah, stuff for cheap. There. Same thing with like a lot of people now. Ex like they ex uh, import in uh, the Blu-ray 3Ds. You know, like so if you had a 3D Blu-ray player, mm-hmm. uh, Disney in America had. We do, I think. Disney we in do. America has stopped producing 3Ds, but over in Europe they're still big. And since they're region-free, people have been just importing in the, the Blu-rays from over there. Huh. I didn't even realize that they stopped doing 3D. Yeah, uh, probably about a few years ago. Because I'm trying to think. We bought... Maybe it was Brave. I think you did was, have... 
Brave. Was the first one. I think we got 3D. Did you actually watch it in 3D? We you have, have the glasses. Yeah. yeah. Really? You get so when we got our TV, we got the Blu-ray, 3D Blu-ray player free. Oh, uh, okay. That's the only reason. And then they give you two pairs of glasses right. for it. Well, you so. know, the reason why they stopped selling it over here is because they've actually stopped making 3D TVs. Oh. So Disney has kind of cut back on it just because it's a dying form. People are kind of getting over the 3D stuff. I mean, I was never a big fan of it because I don't like wearing the glasses. Yeah, I mean, there was times I didn't mind uh, at the movies. I know I saw Force Awakens in 3D for my third time that I went. Yeah, usually, see, I never really liked that. the first time I go, usually the first time I go, I have to see it in standard. Mm-hmm. And then if I go again, like I would have loved to see an Infinity War in 3D. But they just kind of yeah. stop. They don't have as many showings of it now, you know? Yeah, in, that's in 3D true. Because it's just... It, they're more expensive, so people usually go to the regular one anyway. Standard. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's just, you know, it's not really there for the... Uh, the the need or like the not the need but the uh what's that called um when i can't i don't know why i can't remember what this is called the demand know. the demand is not there oh oh yeah all right so moving on to news yeah okay so over to news. I don't have much here. I got a couple things. Um, uh, Disney announced that Lightning Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy for Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like what Disney is constructing supposedly is uh, it's a new show debuting in 2019. Um, when the show debuts, guests will see Lightning McQueen board a giant racing simulator as seen in Cars 3. The massive prop is said to work just like the one seen in the movie, complete with rather large custom-made projection service, surface. Mm. And that's all it really says. Um, that's according to WDW News uh, today. So. Um, so maybe we'll, you know, there will be something interesting... Uh, to do there, people were worried it would just be another one of those, like, with you know how cars are, you know, where you just take a picture in front of Lightning McQueen and then they move you to the next person. Oh, yeah. So. Um. I'm just, sorry, I'm just scooting through to see what I've got. Um. Did you have anything else? Yeah. Yeah, I got other stuff. I didn't know what you were doing. Uh, this... When was the last time we recorded? Okay. Monday. Right. So on Tuesday, they released the 2018 Epcot Food and Wine menus. Oh, yeah. Runs from August 30th to November 12th. So uh, there's Active Eats. For their foods, they have loaded mac and cheese mm. with uh, Nuseke pepper bacon, cheddar cheese, peppers, and green onions. Spice crusted verlasso salmon with warm lentil power salad, crushed avocado and sherry vinegar. Active eats energy bar bites, a mixture of chocolate, nuts, dried fruit, and dates. Uh. 
for their beverages, they have the MIA Beer Company Pineapple Coconut Hard Sparkling Water. Oh, I could try that. Uh, Le Echo Le, Le, Le Cole Number 41 Chenin Blanc Old Vines from Washington State. Evolution by Soko Blosser Pinot Noir uh, from Oregon. In Africa, they're going to have a Bur Berberet-style beef tenderloin tips with onions, jalapenos, tomato, and pap. Spicy Ethiopian red lentil stew with vegan yogurt. And those <laughs> beverages are Cedarburg, Chenin Blanc, uh, Jam Jar Sweet Shiraz, Groot, Constantia Pinot and wine flight. How do people even know what they're drinking? My God, I can't understand what they're saying. can't understand what I'm saying. I was going to say, you're going pretty good there. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going pretty good if you look at how it's spelled. I could be butchering this. Okay. The Almond Orchard, Orchard, Orchard hosted by Blue Diamond Almond Breeze. Their food is creamy spinach and artichoke dip with pulled chicken, toasted blue diamond almonds, and Parmesan cheese served with Nut Thins crackers. That's interesting. Fire-roasted tomato hummus topped with blue diamond lightly salted roasted almonds and served with blue diamond artisan Nut Thins multi-seed crackers. I'm going to guess that blue diamond's a sponsor, huh? Uh, yeah, well, this is the blue diamond... <laughs> stand oh. uh, banana almond soft serve sundae with fresh berries and chocolate almond streusel that sounds good their beverages include a almond breeze strawberry smoothie non-alcoholic moet and chandon imperial brute champagne dom per Perinon brute champagne and vuve click coat on Sardin Brut Rose Champagne. You should just tell people to look that up. I think they should, because I'm terrible. <laughs> well, you know, maybe they understand what I'm saying by how bad I'm saying it. Um, <laughs> they're like, oh, we're going to get our first email in ever, and it's going to say, you really butchered this. Australia, their food is grilled, sweet, and spicy bush berry shrimp with pineapple, pepper, onion, and snap peas. Grilled lamb chop with mint pesto and potato crunchies. Lamington yellow cake dipped in chocolate and shredded coconut. That sounds good. Beverages is Cooper's Brewery Original Pale Ale. Hope Estate Walombe Brook um, Samillion. Uh, Franklin Tate Estates Chardonnay. Yangara, Shiraz, and Wine Flight. I'm not going to go through each of these because we're only still at B. But if... <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a little word puzzle every time I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, if Check people, it out. <laughs> people are interested, you can find the list online. Um, but there's your sampling there because this would take me an hour just myself going through these. Because I just looked over at the scrolling bar, and it is a small bar. That's funny. But yeah, um, take your time and look through it, because uh, I have no idea what I was just saying. Go ahead. 
as somebody I that usually something. as somebody that usually eats chicken nuggets and fries with a coke uh this is all <laughs> over my head we can determine that uh jordan will not be eating that no um i felt something whew, excuse me that i forgot to say last week oh yeah so i don't know if you've heard anything about this i know we haven't discussed it um but they are basically doing an expansion on the Magic of Disney store near the security gates in the Orlando airport. Oh, really? So they have closed the Magic of Disney store um, as of July 25th. Hmm. And it won't reopen until the spring of 2019. Wow. However, it is going to be bigger. Um, Isn't there two Disney stores in there, actually? Yes, so I was going to say, so then what it also says is Disney's airport, which is located near the atrium of the Hyatt in the airport, will stay open. Okay. Uh, Let's see, and then the next thing I had was they officially opened the Chicken Guy restaurant. Yes. On Friday, the 3rd, right? Yeah, yeah. People were saying that it's actually surprisingly good for being cheap. So. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if you've looked at it, but I pulled up the menu. Have you looked at the menu? No. So they have signature sandwiches. Is it easier or, to read than the last? Yes. Um, they have two chicken tenders on each sandwich, and you can choose either um, grilled or crispy fried. They have the sauce boss, which is. Um, Lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle, plus your choice of any two signature sauces. So they have like 22 sauces that you can choose from. And on any of these things, you can pick up to two um, sauces. So they have about, it looks like five different sandwiches that you can choose from. The sauce boss is the main one, and that's $5.99. The Chicken Guy Classic has a special sauce, the lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle, and cheddar cheese um they have a bourbon brown sugar barbecue a big bite bacon lettuce avocado and tomato sandwich and a southwestern sandwich those all range from 649 to 699 if you choose to make any of those a combo you get any sandwich or three tenders fries and a fountain drink for 1149 hmm um, for chicken tenders, you can choose either three tenders for five ninety nine plus your choice of two sauces, or five tenders and choice of two sauces for seven ninety nine. Um, and then salad, they have three different kinds of salads: a chopped se- uh, chicken Caesar, a barbecue chopped chicken, and a Southwest sweet corn salad. Those all eight forty nine to eight ninety nine. Hmm. Um. They have a kid's menu, which is either two tenders, grilled cheese, or the daddy mac and cheese, which I've seen a picture of the mac and cheese, and it looks really good. Um, All of those are served with fries, a fruit cup, or applesauce. And then they have, did I not have a picture of that? Yeah, man, for a sandwich with fries and a fountain beverage, it's like $11.49. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then they have Flavor Town frozen treats, and I can't find where I took a picture of that, but I did. Um, but it was like two different kinds of milkshakes. But 
neither one sounded really awesome, honestly. Well, one is like mint chocolate chip. It looks totally up Joy's alley. And but the other one Ooh, is they like fried pickles. Ugh. Okay, go ahead. Oh my god, I'm so excited about that. No. They and they're so cheap. So yeah, they have sides. Um, a side of fries. Two ninety nine American slaw, two ninety nine fried pickle chips, two ninety nine the mac and cheese, three ninety nine or loaded fries, which comes smothered in super melty cheese, chopped grilled chicken, bacon and green onions for seven ninety nine. Hmm. Um. But yeah, their other dessert or their other milkshake thing. So they have the mint chocolate chip one, and then they have something called like a cinnamon apple. But it's like vanilla ice cream with bits of like cinnamon toast crunch and apple jacks or something like that. And I'm like, mm, I don't really like that idea. Um, but I did see other food from other places that are changing or coming around. I think we talked about the cookies and cream funnel cake the one time. Yeah, I think so. But that's in the Oasis Canteen. Says it's um, a funnel cake topped with powdered sugar, crushed cookies and cream pieces, chocolate sauce, and your choice of vanilla or chocolate soft serve. It looks really yummy in this picture. Um, and there's also a s'mores brownie at Dockside Diner that has fudge, graham cracker crumbs, crumbs and marshmallows. Um, and then there's quite a few new menu items at the Sci-Fi Dine-In such as the appetizer sampler that comes with boneless buffalo tenders, shrimp and crab fondue, house-made tortilla strips, and fried dill pickles served with blue cheese and horseradish. It says, and if the shrimp and crab fondue is your thing, you can now get it as a full-size appetizer. The dish is a blend of shrimp, crab, and cheeses with roasted red peppers, fresh dill, and corn tortilla chips. Another appetizer at at sci-fi is a wedge salad with crispy iceberg wedge great tomato bacon red onion and cheese crumbles and then they have a whole bunch of new entrees the buffalo chicken salad a smoked prime rib sandwich pan seared shrimp or chicken pasta beef and blue burger and vegan tofu lettuce wraps these wraps come with salt and pepper crispy fried tofu lettuce cups water chestnuts shredded carrots spicy cucumber szechuan sauce and some kind of noodle salad. I don't know. I feel like their rest or their menu got like really fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a barbecue platter or the drive-in barbecue burger. The burger is a signature blend of beef with barbecue spice, house-made barbecue sauce, bacon, cheddar, and crispy fried jalapeno and onion straw served on a brioche bun. They have pulled pork. Uh, St. Louis ribs, grilled chicken, sausage, cheddar cornbread, southern coleslaw, and cowboy beans finished with a Coca-Cola barbecue sauce. Hmm. And then at the ABC commissary, they also added shrimp teriyaki bowl with stir-fried cabbage, snap peas, red peppers, carrots, onions, mushrooms, and broccoli tossed in a teriyaki sauce over brown rice. Goodness gracious. Think that's all I have on that. Cool. Did you have any other news uh, before we move on to movie news? Oh yeah, that they are bringing Vampirina 
to um, Hollywood Studios. I think it's starting the end of September, if I remember what I read correctly. Um, But she's going to start out taking the place of Jake at the Hollywood and Vine. um, Breakfast. Disney Junior breakfast thing. And then she's also going to take his place in the courtyard. And it sounds like they're going to start doing a new show at the Disney Junior called something else but i think it's supposed to be more like whatever they do in disneyland some kind of dance thing Uh um instead of the show so she's gonna be in that as well but yeah it said that in the courtyard there will be um hold on you gotta plug my phone in in the courtyard it's gonna be um sophia the first Vampirina, Doc McStuffins, and Pluto, which I know I already told you. I yeah. just don't understand why they're leaving Pluto and taking away Jake, because you can meet Pluto like, you know, ten other places. But I think the problem with this is is that Jake is probably not on TV as much anymore. Yeah. So they're replacing, uh, you know, a show that maybe here's the bad thing about. Disney Junior, right? Is that most kids are watching Disney Junior for maybe what three, four years before they outgrow it? Mm-hmm. Probably from ages like three to six. And then what happens is, uh, you know, so so you get these shows that turn over because then you know, like like. Uh, I would say Lucas watched Jake, right? But I don't know if Jake was that much around even for Nathan. Miles was kind of around then. Yeah, I mean, Nathan's watched it. I think the other problem is is they could still be playing those reruns. So this is my biggest issue, I think, with Disney Channel. I don't know. I guess probably every channel, really. Is that they don't continue to play old things. So then instead you're watching the same new thing five times. Every time you turn the TV on, it's the same thing. And it's already an episode you've already seen. You know what I mean? Right. As I said a few weeks ago, when the boys were up here, it was the same episode of bunked like three times that week. Like they don't keep things in rotation. The issue is the kids watch it. (laughs) I know. Kids watch it over again. And that's the thing is that they get more viewership out of the same episodes of shows than digging into their library and pulling out an old show. Right. But I think that's more because the kids don't really have a choice. So they're just going to sit there and watch it because they'd rather watch well, that. Well, they do have a choice now because you got streaming and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, didn't you have the chef thing to talk about, too? Oh, yeah. Before you forget so, the second week in a row? Yeah. Um, I read recently that there are several chefs that really accommodate um, people and children with food allergies at the restaurants mm-hmm. in Disney. Um, I don't think we've ever really gone out of our way to say anything because I can usually figure out what he can and can't have. You know what I mean? He doesn't have something that I have to specifically say to them. Yeah. I just avoid it, you know? Um but apparently there's a chef TJ and he's at trails end restaurant currently. And there's even a Disney, um, shoot travel agent who specifically works with, she has her name out there as like a food allergy 
travel agent expert type of thing. And she calls ahead and finds out this guy's schedule. She has a good relationship with him, I guess. And she has her, um, helps her families that she books the vacations for know when to go there, you know, um, for when he's working. But apparently he really goes above and beyond to make the kids feel special and work up a special kind of dessert or a special kind of dinner that they can have because Trails End is more of like a buffet. Right. So, you know, he will make special things. And I read a lot of people then giving reviews of him and saying how awesome he is. And a couple other chefs, but him majorly being the main one. But I see these, like, crazy concoctions that he comes up with. And even one little boy had four hamburgers on a stick. Like, and big burgers. We're not talking about little ones. Um, That he came out with, like, piled on top of each other. um, With all these french fries and stuff. And all of his desserts are, like, things piled on top of each other, too. He does a lot of things on sticks to make it look, you know, cool. Um. So that just seemed cool, and eventually I would like to try and go over there and see if he's there and, you know, specify for Nathan and see what he comes up with and brings out. Um, So I just thought that was cool to know, and that basically anybody who has allergies, they should, you know, ask to talk to the chef, and the chef will come over and really make sure. Um, Again, we never really had to do it, but I guess... We've had it done because of... of, um... Uh, joy and we've had it done when we've had the kids and you, you they weren't with you and they were with us uh-huh. you know if they had a you know like if we set up a breakfast or a dinner uh, oh, yeah, on the website them. and you can mark off that they have allergies then they come over you know once you're sitting there and the chef comes over and talks with you and asks what you can have and such right right i think the only place that i did it was um when we went to Ohana, before we really knew exactly what Nathan's allergies were. Um, like, we went to Disney right in that in-between time. So we had his blood work done, and they told us to stay away from pretty much everything under the sun. <laughs> and um, in between that and the time that we actually went and did the, like, pricking test to find out exactly, you know, specifically. Right. Um, and at that point... He just had Mickey waffles because that's what I get anyway. I don't have allergies. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that was about the only time though, because now I kind of know what he can and can't have, so I don't bother. But apparently, if you do mention it, and then you know, sometimes you'll land a chef who's you know goes out of their way to really make the kid feel special. Apparently. Yeah. So I think that was it. All right, some movie news then. Earlier this week, we had J.J. Abrams share the first set photo from uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, you could really only make out Chewbacca and Finn in there because it was really a picture of the camera. And then off in the distance, you can see uh, Finn and Chewie. Um, yeah. And that was they started filming on August 1st. So I think it was on August 1st they shared that. Um, and then we got Christopher Robin news here. It just opened up this weekend. Um, K 
came in second place, it looks like, here with $25 million opening weekend. Yeah, what did it come into second place to? I can't remember. Mission I read that Impossible. Somewhere. That's right, that's right. In its second weekend, got $35 million. So it seems like I didn't kind of expect a... as much out of Christopher Robin, though, I'm not going to lie. Well, I, I thought, I said before it would play, like, Saving Mr. Saving Mr. Banks. Banks. Let me check to see what that opening weekend was. I've also heard from a couple people that Christopher Robin is not really for super young kids either. But then I've also read that it's good for the whole family, so who really knows? Yeah, I guess it depends on what you um, consider good for really kids, uh, you know, young kids. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's see what, if I can find Saving Mr. Banks opening weekend. But uh, it's got a, uh, like, 60-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Oh, okay. Is that good or bad? Um, it's out of 100. Right, but I mean, like, compared to other movies that have come out recently. Um, it's not great. Yeah, that's what I figured. Now, I've the audience reaction is at 90%, so... Yeah, so, I was going to say, I haven't read anything bad from people that have gone to see it. Yeah, it seems like mostly the critics are the ones that are... Uh... No, taking it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Saving Mr. Banks opening weekend. Okay, it's wide opening weekend was nine million. So, I mean, it did better. And actually, and probably so. Just what a, is this one? Twenty-five. Oh, Saving okay. Mr. Banks was nine million. Um. Now, the um, it'll do better. Then Saving Mr. Banks, maybe. Uh, word of mouth will probably be good, and I think August is not as busy. Um, but, uh, well, and then I was also thinking, like, um, so I was saying it'd play more like that, where it wouldn't be, like, a huge hit, just more of the sentimentality behind it, and it's, like, this older Christopher Robin. Um, but I really want to see it, uh, and now I really want to see it since it's not doing well to kind of support it if it's a good movie. Um, but if it, in just a few days, it'll make more than the 2011 animated movie. So yeah. the 2011 Winnie the Pooh movie made like 35 million in its whole run, I think. So, I mean, it's already almost at that point now. It's doing slightly better than Peach Dragon, which is, you know, which didn't do great. Yeah. But yeah, Winnie the Pooh in 2011 made a total gross of $26 million in the U.S., worldwide $33 million. So it, it made in one weekend almost what Winnie the Pooh in 2011 had made in its whole run. Right, right. Which That's is crazy. crazy. I still haven't seen the 2011 movie, but... That's the uh, cartoon one, though, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a movie oh, that, that would be a good one. for the whole family. You know, so if people are saying it's not good for the whole family, and some people are trying to make it sound like this movie is doing really bad, but really, it's doing better than the last animated Winnie the Pooh movie, which you think would do better. Right, right. But the thing is, it's roping in a lot of people that are older, you know? Um, from what I'm seeing on Facebook and stuff, people that are going to see it. 
Hmm. That was a really good one, though. I'm surprised you haven't seen that yet. I have it. I have it. It's just getting around to them all, you know? Um. Yeah, it's just... But we were living there at that time, and we watched it a couple times. You were living here or in England? Yeah, there. Really? 2011. We moved back January 2011. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I remember it coming out while we were there. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't see it. But, you know, I'll, uh, I'll get around to it. I was just playing, uh, Kingdom Hearts, and, uh, I got done the Winnie the Pooh world in Kingdom Hearts 2 yesterday. So that really made me want to go see the movie, too. And I asked her if she wanted to go today, but she had a Scentsy party that she had to do, but, um, that was, uh, actually postponed now anyway, so... So, we'll see when we get a chance to go see it, I guess. Um, but I want to see it. Uh, and we can go over to our character of the week, which I have here for the first time in a few weeks here. <laughs> uh, and it's Winnie the Pooh. Oh, we haven't how done fitting. That. I know, and I was like, this is a perfect time to do Winnie the Pooh. Yep. Uh, so, on April 11th of 2006, Pooh received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame being the fourth Disney character to receive one after which three? Here's some trivia for you. Mm, remember, Mickey, Minnie, Minnie? No, Minnie just got hers this last year, remember? Alright, Mickey Goofy Donald? Nope. You got two. You got two of them right. So can you tell me which two are right? Mickey and Donald. Really? Pluto? No. It's not one of the Dis- uh, Mickey friends. God, I don't know. Think about the history of Disney and how it changed animation. Snow White? Yes, Snow White. Oh, okay. Uh, Voice actor Sterling Holloway once said Pooh was his favorite, I guess, voice that he had done. Um, It is implied that Christopher Robin received Winnie the Pooh for his first birthday, as in Pooh's grand adventure, Christopher Robin asked if Pooh will stay in the hundred acre wood even when he's a hundred. Pooh asks, How old will I be? And Christopher Robin answers, 99. In House of Mouse, Pooh never had any lines, which is curious, curious as his voice actor Jim Cummings did multiple voices in the series. Who else did he do? Um. I'm not sure who else he did. I mean, probably Pete. He does Pete voice uh, um, as well. So he could have been, um, uh, could have been like you know, a big role for Pete during that. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. He does a lot of voices, Jim Cummings. So uh, let's see. He, Piglet, and Rue are the only animal characters of the franchise who wears clothes. In all three cases, they wear a shirt but no pants. Pooh's current voice actor, Jim Cummings, also voices Tigger. Which is curious because they actually got a different voice actor for Tigger, I think, in Christopher Robin. Though Jim Cummings still does Pooh. That's weird. The read-along story of his origin, the original story of Winnie the Pooh, 
only mentions Harry Colburn buying the black bear to be named Winnie and Christopher Robin renaming his teddy bear Edward using the name Pooh out of nowhere. It never mentions Winnie being orphaned by the hunter or the involvement of the swan Pooh. The ending only says that's another amazing story. I guess I have to read this origin because I have no idea what that just said. <laughs> you know, because he's a... He is a... Uh, what was I going to say? He is a... um. Based off A.A. A. Milne uh, books. Right. Okay, Disney rolls for Jim Cummings. Here you go. He does Winnie the Pooh since 1988. He does Tigger in, since 1989. Uh, he's been doing Pete's Voice since 1992. Uh, the Big Bad Wolf since 2001. He did Doc for Disney on Ice and Snow White and the Seven Dwarves Diamond Edition Delete, it seems. He's done the Cheshire Cat since 2004. Uh, Humphrey the Bear since 1999. Tony in 2001 from um, Lady and the Tramp. Um, let's see. He does King Louis since 1990 during Tailspin. Uh, Bagheera wow. from Jungle Cubs DVD cutscenes. Ka the Snake from since 1996. And actually, the guy who did Ka's voice in uh, the original Jungle Book is Sterling, Sterling Holloway, who did Pooh's voice up until Jim Cummings took over. So. Oh, see, I was going to say, so what did they do with all these people who did their voices before? Uh, some of them have probably died. Well, I figured as much for some of them, but I meant, uh, like, he's what, done Pooh since 90... Since 88. 88, sorry, and Tigger since 89, so what happened to the person who did Tigger's voice? He could have died, too. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he also voiced uh, Darkwing Duck, but Bonkers, Damn. you know, from Bonkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did some of the lyrics for Scar in Be Prepared, and because um, Jeremy Irons was sick one day. And he huh. also did Scar's voice in Lion King 2, and... Um, Ed the Hyena, Gopher in The Lion King. He's done a lot of voices. Oh, yeah. I, I've omitted some. He did one of the Gummy Bears. He did some of the voices for the Hercules Citizens. Um, hey. Tantor from The Legend of Tarzan and Tarzan and Jane. Now, is he, like, the guy who does the most Disney voices, or is there Probably. a person who... I don't know. He voices yeah. Ray the, from Princess and the Frog, too. Um, let's see if there's any other big ones that he does currently. This is our segment called Actor of the Week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> voice Actor of the Week. Um, let's see. And then some of them are just side characters, you know, and, and other stuff. Um, Baby Herman from Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin. Oh, he does. He voices Hondo from Star Wars Rebels in the Clone Wars. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. But yeah, he's he's been he's sixty five years old. He's been doing. So he started about when he was thirty five doing pill. Because that's thirty years ago. That's crazy. 
Yeah, and Pooh's voice act. I mean, Tigger's voice actor previously. Uh, there's Paul Winchell. Did his voice from 1968 to uh, 1999. So there was some overlap there. Oh. But he didn't die until 2005, so maybe he just got too old. Yeah. But interesting, yeah. Um, and then we it leads us to our last question of the day. Ah, shoot. You've had 50 minutes to think about it. Uh, <laughs> I know, but then we start talking about other stuff. <laughs> so, our last question of the day here, in line with the TV shows, name a movie that you think should have a TV show that does not. So, to recap, we were talking about this on off-air. Tarzan does have a TV show. Right. It was called The Large Legend of Tarzan. They had The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, they okay, had The Little Mermaid. Aladdin. Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Hercules. 101 Dalmatians. Um, Lion King had Timon and Pumbaa. And now, I guess, has Lion Guard, if you count that. Yeah. Um... Crunk's new uh, Emperor's New School has you know was a show. Lilo oh, yeah. and Stitch the series um, was a show. Tangled now has a show. Big Hero Six has a show. So there you go. All right. Well, you go first because you have yours already lined up. Yeah, I've said it before on this show for if I was CEO and stuff, but a Zootopia. TV show where they solve crimes. Uh, it would be really great. It really set up for it for them to continue on. Haven't heard anything about a sequel. I think it's a good TV show idea. Um, if Big Hero 6 did not have one, I would have said that, I think. But Zootopia is one of my favorites, and I think it deserves to have some more presence. Um, it really, it's been. It, it reached a billion dollars and has just been kind of out of the public eye for the last two years since it aired yeah like it did really good and i always liked that one but it didn't get all the attention you would think in a sense right um so i guess i don't know i was kind of thinking inside out really they could like show different kids like what's going on inside of different kids you know what i mean right and we forgot to mention there was a tv show of Toy Story as well. Buzz Lightyear. Oh, yeah. Um, But, like, yeah, they could show the emotions of different ones that she interacts with and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I thought The Incredibles, even though they have their movie that just came out, but, like, you know, just seems like an easy one that they could constantly keep battling something, you know? Right. But I think that might be too similar to Big Hero 6 TV show if you had that. That's true. I'm trying to think of what else came out that could be. I know. Do you consider Jake and the Neverland Pirates to be a Peter Pan show? Mm, nah. I don't know. That's a little stretch. Maybe. I mean, it has Captain Hook and... <laughs> Smee. Smee. TikTok. Yeah. A Robin Hood TV show would be pretty cool, too. 
I think. Yeah. Lots of adventures with that. Yeah, I was going to say. And that's I'm trying to think of this. It's something that you got to find something that you think they could, you know, like, make stories off play. of. Yeah. So that's the hard part of it. I mean, but they did really well with The Little Mermaid. I mean, but I guess she's a little adventurous as well. well. You know what I would do? I would have Zootopia, right? Mm-hmm. As a TV show. And then there would be a special crossover where uh, the great mouse detective comes over, right? He's visiting Zootopia, solving a crime with them. Hmm. That's how you mesh up two franchises together. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because, like, that's, uh, you know, he's from London and such. But the bad thing is it probably takes place in the 1800s, I think. So I don't know. You have to come up with something there. But I think it would be really cool. He'd be walking around with a little cane. That'd be two of my favorite movies combined. Yeah, I don't know what else. Um, I was thinking of, like, the different princess movies and stuff, but I always thought the Aladdin one was a good one. Yeah, it's a good adventure type stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why Tangled works well, too, is because they had, like, Flynn... Yeah. In there. We haven't watched that in a bit. I haven't watched we started it. watching Bug Juice the other night. Right, so give us a little bit of taste of how that was. Uh, it was pretty good. We just watched the first two, so it's just still kind of like trying to get to know the Was it the like the original Bug Juice? They didn't throw any weird wrenches into it? No, it seems to just be like, I good. mean, they've got like other stuff that pops up, like words and stuff on the thing, but... No, I don't want them Nothing. to just be like, I just don't want to be like, oh, we're here at Bug Juice and we're getting to go to campers, but hey, here's the star from Bunked coming in to talk about oh, her camp no, no. show with the campers. It's, you know, like any of that crap. I want no, just a regular Bug Juice. Straight up the regular show and showing you the counselors and the kids Good. and they're introducing you to everybody and showing the activities that they do and they're showing some kids get upset because it's their first year at camp without their parents and... They do, like, I looked it up. I looked up the camp that they're at. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they can do four weeks or six weeks, and I think there's even an eight-week option. But, man, wow. even the four-week is, like, $5,000 or something. Dang. Yeah. Lucas was like, I don't want to do that. And then I looked up the price, and I'm like, well, I don't think you're going to have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was like, I always it. thought it would have been cool, but... I couldn't have done it as a kid. You know, nowadays I could probably do it because Disney college program kind of felt like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it kind of felt like a bug juice uh, situation, um, you know, away from families, but um, having fun um, related to Disney because I was at Disney. But, um, but yeah, so that, that, that's cool that that show's kind of like making a comeback because that was a good yeah. That was a good show. I know, it's funny. We just talked about it, and then you said you found it on there. If anybody's wondering, it's on Disney Now app. Disney app now, know. yeah. Is it on TV ever? Yes, I think it was on, on, on Disney Channel. I'm not sure, though. That's what I thought. Uh, let me check. It may just be a Disney Now show. Um... I don't know. I'm ready for them to release their app so I can see. There's so much like hopes that I have for it. And what they'll include, you know? 
Yeah. Probably getting my hopes up. I know. I don't. I don't think that they're gonna still make a lot of these shows available. Oh. I just. I just don't know. So it's gonna have sixteen episodes. Um, it's on Disney Channel. Um, it's at seven thirty p.m. Monday through Thursday throughout the summer on Disney Channel, and then also available on Disney Now app. And I think when I was checking last weekend, it was um, about eight episodes in, so it was probably two weeks in or something. Oh, I don't know because when we looked, there was like thirteen episodes on there, and that was just a couple. Days after you were. Well, the thing is, they they do it daily, Monday through Thursday. So yeah, it premiered on um, in early in, in late July. Oh, so it's okay. probably so been it three started. weeks of four, which would be twelve episodes or something. So it's probably around that. It's kind of crazy though. You think they would have like spread it out over the whole thing for one week? No, no, I, I don't think so thing. because they need to get these done before school goes back. That's true. I guess it summer. can only really be shown over the summer. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, because kids will then be able to watch it. it. Gives them something to look forward to daily, and um, you know, it's it'll feel like it'll be four weeks of it'll be a month long event. You know. Yeah, that's true. So. Uh, and that's, you only get, you know, like, two and a half months of summer. So that's a good right. chunk of the summer right there. All right, so I guess we can start wrapping up here. You want to tell people where they can find you? You can find me on Instagram at Allgeier Adventures, A-L-G-U-I-R-E Adventures, and the podcast at Behind the Dreams Podcast on Instagram. And you can follow uh, Behind the Dreams Podcast on Facebook.com slash Behind the Dreams Podcast and on Twitter at BT Disney Podcast. Uh, rate us on the iTunes Store. It helps people find us. And I think that's it. We're on the SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Yep. All right. That's well, it. thanks for uh, listening. And, you know, hopefully you check out Bug Juice <laughs> 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 on Christian's recommendation. Mm hmm. All right, thanks for listening, and have a great week. Bye. Low battery. <laughs> See y'all real soon. <laughs> <laughs>